You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, if you're still struggling with the school lunchbox, help is at hand thanks to Deirdre Doyle from the Cool Food School, who is on a mission to teach children of all ages about the joys of healthy eating. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Deirdre, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks for joining us. And I know that school lunches is something that is going to be on people's minds at the moment, given that it's back to school time. And you have a, a company called the Cool Food School. So this is something that you can help people with. Absolutely, Sharon, and thank you so much for having me on um, today. Yeah, so I my name is Deirdre from the Cool Food School. I teach children about healthy eating through interactive workshops um, in preschool schools, events all over the country. And at the moment, I am all about school lunches. So I've I had a couple of articles in the Irish Times. I've been on the radio numerous times talking about this topic. It is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So I have a lot to say. Um, my number one piece of advice is for, and this is why I'm, I'm issuing a challenge basically to the children of Ireland to start making their own school lunches. So the reason why I'm issuing that challenge is because A, making their school lunch is a really good first meal for children to make on their own independently. There's no big, you know, uh, dealing with frying pans or the oven or anything like that really there's none of that going on um so it's something that they can manage to make by themselves very independently um and that feeds into all the reasons why it's good for kids to cook a it teaches them about food b it gives them confidence in the kitchen it's great for their self-esteem and basically they eat what they make they're much more likely to eat what they make i'm not saying they always eat what they make but they are much more likely to eat what they make so it's a bit of a win-win and can i just ask you deirdre is there an age that this should be starting at or is it from junior infants is it from montessori or is it you know what is the the best age i think like any age they can be there helping and supporting you to do it but what is the the best age that they can do it in completely independently independently I would say Sharon um like my own son his so I have three kids um and I started with my youngest son when he was six and I'm gutted I didn't start earlier with the others um and he has made his own school lunch since he was six pretty much independently um now I do what I do do is I might batch prepare something at the weekend. So, for example, I might make a chicken salad that is great for putting in sandwiches, or I might make a tuna and sweet corn mix. Um, when they were younger, I used to do, they do this now themselves. But when I was younger, I would do this. I would do that, and then that's ready to go. Because I know one of the issues that, um, and you know, on a couple of interviews I've done recently. And when I've said this, uh, you know, the feedback is like, well, you know, if we let the kids make their own school lunches, they're going to be full of jellies. They're going to be full of crisps, crisp sandwiches, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't have to be like that because there is a strategy 
for feeding our kids, which is called the division of responsibility in feeding. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And this doesn't just apply to school lunches. This applies to anything we feed our children across the board. So basically, the division of responsibility states that the parent has some responsibilities when it comes to feeding our children and the child has responsibilities when it comes to eating. So our responsibility as a parent is to is the what, where and when of feeding. And the child's responsibility is the whether or how much. So to break that down, so the what, the what, where and when. So what? What are we giving our children? We are in charge of what we give our children. So when I'm saying get our children to make their own school lunches, I'm not saying let them go to the cupboard and bring six chocolate biscuits and um, a packet of crisps. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we provide the food that we want our children to put in their school lunch boxes. If we want them to put fruit in their school lunch boxes, we provide them with fruit. If we're happy for them to take crisps to school, give them crisps. But we don't make the things available to them for their school lunches that we don't want them to bring in. So that's why when I'm making, when I, when my kids are making their lunches, the things I have available are things that I'm happy for them to eat. Um, so always a source of protein, some form of carbohydrate. Um, I try to keep it wholemeal, but that's totally up to people. If their children won't eat wholemeal bread or whatever, that's fine. It's better that they have something that they will eat rather than something that they don't eat. Um, and I always have a selection of fruit here, yogurts, um, crackers, cheese, all that kind of stuff that I am happy for them to put in their lunch boxes. Um, I don't have a load of jellies and treats around all the time. I just don't. So, um, so then it's my child's responsibility to decide what of that food they want to bring put in their lunchbox. And they decide whether or not they're actually going to eat it. And they decide how much of it they're going to eat. So that is their responsibility. It's not our response. And this is, this is, this works, as I said, across the board, not just for school lunches, but even like at dinner time. And I know I talk to a lot of parents, I, I run webinars and stuff and, you know, they're all saying there's a lot of bribing and cajoling children to eat their food. You know, come on, come on, come on, one more bite or take three bites and it's fine. Or, you know, take a bite of this and I'll give you a jelly. All of that actually is counterproductive um, in a long term relationship with food for our children. So when I go back, going back to the strategy of um, feeding. So in a dinner situation, we provide the food to our children. So we put the dinner on the table. They decide whether or not they're going to eat it. We don't say to them, you must eat this, you must eat that. Because then we're taking that independence away from them. They are eating food, not because they want to eat it, but because they've been told to eat it. And it, it is not creating a good environment for them to, to eat. Just to come back to the school lunches, Deirdre, a lot of yeah. schools now have adopted a healthy eating policy, which means you can't put the crisps in or the chocolate bar and all of that is, is very good. And also then a lot, a lot of schools do have school lunches provided and there are very nice menus there. But whenever you have that picky child that just won't eat the sort of food that they really should be eating, like what do you do in those circumstances? Well, at the end of the day, in those circumstances, also for parents, they need to remember it. There's a lot going on at school. School is not the time to introduce new foods to your child. So 
you know, slipping a piece of slice of cucumber into their lunchbox, you know, under cover of dark, hoping that, you know, in the morning they'll, they, you know, they'll take it to school. They won't even notice. And by magic, they're going to eat it. That's not going to work. So for very picky eaters, it's best to put something in their lunchbox that they're actually going to eat. Because at the end of the day, we eat food to give us energy. If we have food in our lunchbox that we're not going to eat, we're not going to get the energy from it. So what's the point? So it's better, I think, this is my opinion, it's better to give your child something that you know that they'll eat, even if it's the same thing every day. And at home where they're in a where they're more comfortable, they're in a they're they're in a better, not, I don't mean a better environment, but they're in a maybe less pressured environment. That's the time to give them food that is possibly more nutritious. You know, at breakfast, give them a really nutritious breakfast, you know, maybe not just cereal and 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 juice, but maybe eggs and um, <clears throat> try and even get some veggies into them at breakfast time. And, you know, when they come home from school, have something really nutritious for them at, after school, like a bowl of lovely soup, homemade soup or store-bought soup if you can't, if that's not within your, if you don't have time to make soup. If they're not eating their lunch, they're not getting the nutrition from it. So even if you put 100 million vegetables and fruits into it, if they're not eating it, they're not getting the nutrition from it. So it's better to have something that your picky child will accept and will eat. And that's why if they make their lunch themselves, there's no surprises for them. They know what they've got in there, especially for a really fussy child. They, they, I don't, they don't deal very well with surprises uh, from a food situation uh, point of view. So best that they have something that they have helped make themselves and, uh, and they're much more likely to eat it, I think. They're also more likely to eat things that they see their friends eating as well. So there is an opportunity there for peer pressure to be a good thing. Yes, and it can work both ways, Sharon. It can be it can be positive and it can be negative. And I have come across that <laughs> um, from a school lunchbox perspective where my child came home and said, well, I'm not eating that because, you know, everybody made fun of me when I had that in my lunchbox. Um, so, you know, children are children and they are going to pass remarks about everything about each other, I suppose, rightly or wrongly, but that's the way it is. Um, so... Yeah, if your child feels they, they need to eat something to fit in, I suppose. At the end of the day, it's important that they eat something. So, you know, school lunches are not the time to have a battle over food, I think. And I think also social media, when you're saying there that, you know, I've said that the peer pressure can be a good and you're saying it can be a bad thing, but... It, in in the same way instagram or social media where you see these fabulous lunch boxes it's important to remember that that isn't necessarily the reality and and not to be thinking oh my god like their child eats x y and z and mine won't even look at it and their their lunch boxes look so pretty and colorful like it's not it's not the real world a lot of the time everything on instagram sharon it's not the real world so like I, I am on Instagram a lot, but um, and I love Instagram and Instagram can be a really powerful tool for for good. And you can learn a lot from Instagram because people put a lot of amazing content out there on Instagram. But also there can be a lot of pressure, um, you know, when parents are following people who are putting up these beautiful lunch boxes. They don't say whether their children eat them or not. So, you know, we can all make beautiful lunch boxes. 
but are your children eating them or not? I don't know. So, and, and Instagram as in, in every field, um, in every sector that uses Instagram, Instagram is just a snippet into of time. It's just one image from a day. So it does, it's not representative of that person's life. It's just one picture or one little three second reel or whatever it is. So I was just talking on another radio show and, and a listener had said that she was um, seeing all these beautiful Instagram lunch boxes and she felt, she almost felt like a failure because her children were eating the same thing every day. And I was just saying, you need to disregard Instagram. You can use it for inspiration. Absolutely, 100% use it for inspiration. But don't feel that you have to keep up with it or that it is actually true to life because oftentimes it's not. A much better place to go, a much better resource is your website where you have a number of lists there that, that people will definitely find very useful. Yeah, so I like to try and keep it real. I'm a mother myself. I have three ch children myself. So I know I know what it's like. So I, I've created lists of, like I have 50 school lunchbox ideas there on my website. I have 35 sound sandwich filler ideas I have 50 easy lunch ideas for homeschoolers that's what you remember when we were homeschooling remember those days not very fondly I have to say I do remember them but not with, with any fondness at all no no you and me both um I have lunchbox hacks I have school lunchbox tips tricks and musings ideas for lunchboxes that aren't sandwiches um I have loads of I have loads of resources on my website under my blog section for anybody who needs a little bit of inspiration. Feel free to contact me through Instagram. I'm going to say because um, I'm very active on Instagram. But if you, if anybody follows me, they'll know I keep it quite real. Or just drop me an email if anybody has any questions or queries about it. Um, I will say for school lunches, the important thing is that it has some form of protein. So whatever protein that is that your child is willing to accept. Um, be that ham or chicken or whatever some form of carbohydrate um, so a wrap a, a roll um, bread whatever crackers these are the things that are going to sustain our children um, and then fruit if they'll take fruit vegetables if they'll take vegetables and yogurt if you know there's a whole lot of rules around school lunches in schools themselves where my kids weren't allowed to bring yogurt into school because they were going to dirty the carpets. So, you know, you have to work. Sometimes you're working within very narrow parameters when it comes to what you can actually put into a school lunch. So that's why I say as well is school lunch is only one small meal of the day. Get everything, all the other good stuff into your kids in the other meals, you know, and don't be stressing too much about school lunch. Well, you better tell us what your website address is, Deirdre, so people can go and visit it. Absolutely, Sharon. My website is www.thecoolfoodschool.ie um, and people will find me on Instagram at The Cool Food School. And I also have a very small account on TikTok at The Cool Food School. <laughs> if anybody wants to come and watch my antics over there as well. Well, I think some of the the younger generation, that would definitely be a great place for them to go to to watch what you're all about. Deirdre, yeah. thanks so much for all those tips and advice. Much appreciated. I know I'll definitely be using some of them here with my children. So thanks again for coming on to the programme.
No worries at all, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. 